their priesthood, uh, which is not the priesthood of the Levites, but the priesthood of Judah, and then a superior principle, which is called faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders received a good report. And the book culminates with a superior product, which, listen, is perfection, maturity in Jesus Christ. The whole, the whole scope of God's will is for us to get saved, pass through our growing pains from being a babe to being mature in Christ. And if, and if, we, if we don't understand that, then we will be malnutritioned and we will be, amen, messed up in our thinking. That this, this, this text is powerful because there are some warnings that come in this text. I, I know when you buy anything from the store, they have to, by law, print on the back or on the side the ingredients and anytime you get a prescription filled, there are warnings. Well, there are warnings here regarding the Word of God. In, in chapter 2, the warning is, and you don't need to turn, don't disregard God's Word. Don't, don't, don't get to a point where you make a judgment that you don't need God's Word. Don't disregard it. Don't treat it. Um, irrationally. Chapter 3, don't doubt the word. That um, when the word is coming to you or you read the word or you hear the word preached or taught, don't start doubting what you hear. And then in, 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 in chapter 4, the warning is don't despise the word. Maybe God is saying something to you you really don't want to hear. Maybe, maybe God's word is saying something to you that you really don't want to deal with because most of us have selective sanctification anyhow. This, this thing is a smorgasbord with us. We, we put on a plate what we want on a plate, what we don't, we don't put. We praise him for what we like. We, we don't say anything about what we don't like. And very few people receive the entire word of God. Do I have a witness? And then, and then the last, but one of the most profound warnings is in chapter 5 up, don't become dull of hearing. All these, these, these D's are critical. Why? Because the, the, the passage I'm about to preach on is one of the greatest traps for believers. Satan designs the traps knowing, now listen to this, that if I'm going through difficulty, defeat, if I'm in denial, yeah, if I'm discouraged, the likelihood is that I will first disregard the word because uh, I'm struggling. Do I have a witness up in the house? I, I will doubt the word because God is taking too long to come through. 
Somebody know what I'm talking about. I, I will despise the word because God's telling me to love this man and I can't stand him. God is telling me to submit to this guy and I can't stand it. I, I'm going to preach, baby. I'm going to preach. Y'all done laughed already. I'm going to preach. And then I'll become dull of hearing. Help me, Holy Ghost. Yeah, when I have this selective hearing, I hear what I want to hear. I had a relative back in the 60s. I, I, I would go up to one of my old relatives I, and say, uh, do you have a quarter? And, and he would go like this, huh? <laughs> look, look, huh? What you say? Boy, speak up. What you say? And, and I say, that's all right. I walk away. And then somebody come past him and say, 213 in the box, gotcha. <laughs> so he could hear what he wanted to hear. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 I figured you did. That's just the way we are spiritually. God's been speaking for years. We didn't hear it because we don't want to hear it. We despise what God is saying because we don't want to do it. We doubt what God is saying because delay has messed us up. Mm. We disregard what God is saying because it's not in line with our feelings. My God. Warnings. 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 Hmm. I used to love the old Lost in Space, that robot go, warning, 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 enemy approaching, warning, warning. And that's just the way it is with us, that God has given us, listen to this, God has given us an alarm system, whether we want to admit it or not. You know what you're about to do is wrong. You know it. But because we can disregard, doubt, despise, disbelieve, and become dull in our hand, we keep on. I want to suggest that these Hebraic Christians were going through a lot of turmoil. Sometimes turmoil is allowed by God to make you stop, park, and hear him. They're running away they're going through, so here's the three things, very simplistically, that this text pulls up. Very controversial text, and without proper hermeneutics, the doctrine of interpretation, you're going to miss this boat entirely. First, and let me, let me, let me be transparent with you. I've passed the 27 years, I've been saved, I don't know how many, 35, I don't know how many years. In my life, I can identify when I disregarded the word of God. Know the word, know what it means, disregard it. In my life, 
I need to admit that I have doubted. Not overtly that the word is not true, but for my situation of pain. Am I preaching to somebody? In my, in my situation of pain, this ain't clicking. In other words, this is not my praise Sunday. My praise Sunday is the first and third Sundays. This is the fourth Sunday. I'm, I'm going through something. Can I get a witness? And, and, and see, Ken, uh, and Ken, as you and I, amen, cohabitate, get this relationship together, I don't want folk coming to church for the sake of the choir and the congregation shouting when they don't want to shout. I'd I, I, I rather have somebody come through the door saying, when you enter my car, I'm, I'm coming in with praise. I, you know, praise dancers shouldn't have to turn it on. I'm messing up now. And turn it off. Can I get a witness? Uh, uh, the psalmist says, I will. It's an act of my will. It's not an act of my feelings. It's not what I'm going through in my marriage. It's not what I'm going through with my money. My mind is set on worshiping God. Can I get a witness? And because, because see, the reason God's people got to know this, because when you put Jesus first, I dare you to do it. When you, I dare you, I triple dare you. When you give him his praise, when you give him his glory, when you give him his honor, when you give him his tithes, when you give him all of what the Bible is saying we ought to give you, then Jesus has the responsibility to loop around and straighten everything out. I'm preaching to somebody. Can I get a witness? No, he, he's not supposed to straighten your stuff out first. Then you praise him. That's not a testimony. A testimony is when I choose, in spite of what I'm going through, in spite of all the hell in my life, to bless his name, to praise him, to exalt him, to magnify him, to glorify him. You got to be like the three Hebrew boys. They said, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, look, we're not careful. We, we respect you. You're the king. But be it known to you, our God, <laughs> he's able. Can I get a witness? Any able? You better go out this place knowing he's able. Whatever you in this morning, he's able to pull you out. He's able. To straighten out that which is crooked, he's able to heal that which needs healing. He's able. He's able. But then the three Hebrew boys are, let's get something straight though. If God chooses, and he's got the right to choose, not to change my situation, we still won't bow down and worship you. Can I get a witness? See, see, most of us didn't get to that second level yet. If God bless me, I'll bless him. If God uh, gives me what I'm asking for, I'll praise his name. No, 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 no. I'm going to praise him whether he brings it or not. I'm going to thank him whether he heals me or not. I'm going to exalt him whether he does it or not. Can I, that's faith. Can I get a witness? That's saying to God, what you do for me does not dictate what I give to you. I'm giving to you because you're worthy 
I'm preaching to somebody. Isn't he worthy? He's worthy. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my light. The Lord is my high tower. The Lord is my refuge. See, the Lord is whether you say he is or not. He is. You ought to shout on the is. I'm not going to shout on the but. I'm going to shout on the is. He is everything he said he was. Can I get a witness? Yeah. Well, anyway, he, uh, the, 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 the writer to the Hebrews, his three things don't leave home without. The things which accompany our salvation. Now, now, now to get, therefore, goes back to chapter five. Go back up to verse um, 11, will you? Of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing you are what? Oh, oh, here we go. You're dull of hearing. Now, the writer is saying contextually that I cannot explain this Melchizedekian doctrine, which is the previous verse. I'm teaching now, Doc, because you're not able to grasp it. You can't handle this stuff, man. This is meat. All right? This is meat. This is meat. This is meat. This is meat. He goes on to say, verse 12, for when, for the time ye ought to be teachers, you have a need that one teach you again. Listen to this, which be the first principles, the foundational things of the faith. The oracles of God are become such as have need of milk, not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk, milk is a metaphor, or milk is indicative of what a baby can only consume. Isn't that right? Now, now, a lot of you ladies know what I'm talking about. And, you know, you, I remember back in the old days when they put a milk in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a pot with some water. Remember that? We had no microwaves. Remember that? How many of y'all remember that? Remember, remember, remember the metal trays in the freezer you pull out? You got to... I know I'm getting old. You know, a, bro, a loaf of bread was 15 cents. Lord have mercy. Now, anyway, check this out. They put that, they put that bottle in the pot, they boil it, and when, that, when they thought that, that milk was hot, the mother would take the milk out, put it on the back of her hand. Remember that? How many of y'all remember this? She squirted that milk on the back of her hand and she could tell if it was too hot for the baby. Isn't that right? Y'all know what I'm talking about. And then if her hand could take the heat of that milk, she knew the baby could take the heat of the milk. Because the back of your hand is the most sensitive. I'm trying to teach these young girls something. The sensitive part, sensitive part of the hand. Because, listen, what babies do, babies get hungry and cry. They make a lot of noise, like church folk, <laughs> that are not growing in, in the Word. I'm preaching up in here now. Your biggest complainers are babies. 
and the parent got to pick the baby up and do this look. Remember that? You know, amen. Rock them to sleep, give them milk, change a diaper, play with them. Go, 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 go. Remember all that? You got to do all that for babies. So can't we come to church and we trying to get to the word and the babies start crying? Go, 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 go. But they can't receive meat. They don't, have the, they don't have teeth. They don't have a digestive system. They, they haven't grown to receive meat. So here's, here's what Paul is saying. He says, for everyone, verse 13, that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a what? A babe. A babe. A babe. Now, now I, I, I don't have time, but I wish I had time to deal with this. Listen, listen it's like, watch this. Babies are more concerned about their feelings. Adult people are more concerned about function. Baby love is all about me. Agapeo love is all about the other person. Baby love is what I'm going to get. Mature love is what I'm willing to give. Oh, Jesus, we messing up. So when you start crying and pouting about what you're not getting or what you deserve, it is indicative of a babe. But we got to tell you to grow up. It ain't all about you. And, and and so 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 here, look, 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 <laughs> but strong meat belongeth to them that are a full age, not chronological age, but maturity, even those by whom reason of use have their senses. The word senses is the ability to perceive truth. All right. That's the Greek rendering. My ability to perceive truth, which you gotta grow to. And tribulations brings uh uh and tribulations bring patience, Romans 5, and patience brings experience, experience brings hope. There's a whole catalog of growth there. And, 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 and so um, it's here, senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And, and, and what the text is saying there in verse 14 is that when I grow up, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, when I was a child, I thought as a child, I understood as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. Faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. The greatest gift of all gifts is your ability to love. Not how much doctrine you know, not how many books you can quote, not how much uh, scripture you can quote. No, it's the, it's the ability to love. Therefore, leaving these foundational principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to maturity, perfection, teleos. Not laying again the foundation of repentance. I got a, I got a movie. It deals with principles, the beginning, doctrine, logos, the teaching, perfection, maturity, foundation, repentance, and saving of faith. And I, and I, and I want you to see this in chapter 6. Because he deals with the ambiguity in 
and we're going to deal with that. He deals with the apathy, I'm sorry, the apathy in 6-1, the ambiguity in 2, and, and 2 and 3, the apostasy in 4 and 5, and the apparent contradiction in 6. Uh, we're going to deal with this apostasy and, and, and apparent contradiction that this, this is a hard scripture. You don't interpret scripture, uh, you don't take the vague over the clear. You don't take the cloudy over the clear. That's a hermeneutical law of interpretation. When you interpret it, no one scripture is of its own interpretation. So if I want to know about love, I can't just look at one scripture on love. You say, for God so loved the world. That's only one scripture. Great scripture, but that's only one scripture. How about going back to Hosea chapter 1 and 2 when God told Hosea to marry a prostitute. I want you to marry this whore. And I want you to be faithful to her even when she's unfaithful to you. Because I'm going to show my love for Israel. Israel is a whoring nation. I'm married to the backslider. I'm preaching that. Can you imagine being in a position where uh, God tells you to go marry a prostitute? Well, some of y'all probably like that, but I, I don't want that. Uh, God, God tells you to go marry a prostitute. And, and then when this prostitute starts messing around on you, you are to be faithful to them. You are to love them in spite of them because that's the way I love the nation of Israel. So God is now depicting his love. This stuff is deep, man. So when you look at one scripture and start pulling stuff out, you, you, you're, you're in error. All right. For the love of Christ constraineth us. That means for Christ's sake, there's some things we ought not pull off. So the hermeneutical law here is that here in chapter 6, it appears that you can lose your salvation. You cannot. Too many other scriptures tell us we can't lose our salvation. So what is this? This is hyperbole over an exaggeration to prove a point. Look at the conditional clauses. He says, in, in verse 4, for it is impossible for those who were once enlightened have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made part of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the word, the good word of God and the powers of the world to come if they shall fall away. Now, I, when, when, and this is why I don't want our Bible teachers buying commentaries and coming, reading commentaries coming and teaching. Don't do that. I don't agree with all the commentaries. I got commentaries at home. I was looking at this. This is controversial. One guy said, well... If a Christian falls away, goes back into the world, lives the way they used to live, they fall away. Um, they can never get back to Christ. That's ludicrous. First of all, if you're truly saved, you're only going so far. You will not fall away. Do I have, you cannot apostatize from the faith and say you saved. That's an impossibility. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is on the inside. Uh, do I have a witness? The presence and the power and the purposes of the Holy Spirit have taken you over. You couldn't go back if you tried to go back. In fact, if you did go back, you couldn't enjoy. I'm preaching from experience now. You couldn't enjoy going back. Well, you're getting this. Man, I couldn't go back in no party drinking and getting high and and, and you know, you know, carrying a pistol and hey, cussing all over. I couldn't do that no more. You say, well, preacher, how do you know that? Some of it I tried. 
It didn't work. Couldn't do it. I had to pull back out and get, and get back under the blood. Somebody know what I'm talking about. You cannot defect the faith if you're truly saved. Just ask the prodigal son. He went out, he wasted everything he had, and trouble made him come to his senses. That boy started talking to himself. So when I see some of y'all missing Sunday after Sunday, I just pray and say, oh, they'll be back. Because you know every shepherd got sheepdogs. And you know the purpose of the sheepdogs, you know the sheep, see sheep, see listen, sheep are ag, agri, uh, arrogant, sheep are stupid. I ain't calling you stupid. I'm a sheep too. We're stupid? No. Sheep will eat in brown pastures. Sheep are defenseless. You ever see a sheep fighting? Come on, put your hands up. You ever see, sheep, sheep are passive. They don't fight. They let you just come eat them up. So, so, so shepherds have sheepdogs. And the, the job of the sheepdogs is to stay on the outside. And when a sheep starts straying, he just goes over and nibbles on them. And the sheep, eh, eh, and they get back in the fold. So when y'all get mad at pastor or you get mad at God or you're mad at your husband or wife who comes to church, God bless you, and you try to go back out there, trouble is called the sheepdogs. Trouble will start nibbling on you. Trouble, trouble, trouble will get you back in the fold. Can I get a witness? Pa pastor, I'm back. Where you been? Well, it's a long story. I know, I know it is. We love you, baby. So the fact of the matter is, he, he, he's dealing, if they shall fall away to renew unto repentance, seeing they crucify themselves afresh, the Son of God, and put him to an open shame. No, this is not the unpardonable sin. No, you cannot lose your salvation. No, you cannot apostatize all the way back. What he's saying is, with your salvation, first point, what accompanies your salvation is an awareness. God gives us this innate awareness. Awareness of what? Of confidence. What do you mean? Well, God lets us know that we are secure in him with all the tricks of the enemy. Nobody can tamper with my salvation. Nobody. And instead of us, and we get on these jobs with other denominations and we sitting there arguing over tongues, which is stupid, when we should be witnessing somebody that's going to hell. Or baptisms. Foundational stuff that we should have left a long time ago. Well, we, if you have not been baptized in the Holy Ghost, you're not saved. Well, um, and and, and why, why, why argue over that? Why? And that's what we do. We're so apt to prove that we know what we're talking about. That we actually get into conversations with other Christians in front of the unsaved. And we are fighting over doctrinal things that mean nothing. They don't mean anything. And, 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 and Paul is saying in this context or the writer that what accompanies 
Our salvation is an awareness. It's a perception of confidence from our Christ. When our spirit, Romans 8, agree, when his spirit agrees with our spirit, we're saved. God settles that argument, doesn't he? You know you're saved. And, and if you don't settle these arguments, Satan takes advantage by confusing us doctrinally. That's why we all got to say the same thing. I demand it. If you teach in this church, your position is pastor's position. You, you can say what you want to say. Yeah, it better be my position. Well, you come down. We, we can have people up giving their opinions on scripture that's, that's different from our doctrinal statement. We can't have that in here. And I'm not going to another denomination to preach against what they believe. That's, that's crazy. Are y'all getting this? lady approached me last week and said, Pastor, I didn't, I didn't give this testimony, but I, I, I don't know if it was cancer. I had cancer. I came to you. You prayed with me. Cancer's gone. I said, praise Jesus. That doesn't give me the right to put a white suit on and make myself the healer of healers. That's Jesus. You know who heals you? Jesus. You know who's sovereign in healing you? Jesus. Every thorn, he's not going to move. Do I have a witness? There's some things that he's just going to leave right in place. And I, I'm, I'm not suggesting this is why. Maybe God's in heaven saying, boy, I didn't get this much praise out of you until you got sick. So why heal you? I'm enjoying the praise. Let me just keep the sickness in place and you just keep praising him. You didn't praise me in you as well. You only started praising me when you got sick. Oh, I'm, I'm talking to somebody up in here. Can I get a witness? Fact, fact of the matter is, is that there is an awareness that I keep with me. Through all the conflict, through all the ostracization, through, through all the uh, opposition, my Christ is with me. Jesus is there. Jesus is there. Jesus, in fact, he got there before the problem got there. He's there. He's waiting in place. It's, it's an awareness. It's what's called what accompanies, and don't, and don't mess this up, what, what is accompanying our salvation. And, 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 and when you're properly taught in the word, you didn't bring anything to the table anyway. Listen, listen, listen. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that faith is not yours. It's a gift of God, lest any man should boast. So wait a minute. Grace is love I don't deserve. And then God gave me the faith to believe his report. It's not like I sat at home and said, well, you know what? I think I will believe and give my life to Christ. You ain't nothing to do with it. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. So if you didn't do anything to get saved, you can't do anything to stay saved. Can I get a witness? We are kept by the power of God unto salvation. But pastor, what keeps you from going back into the world? We are kept by God.
It's God doing the keeping. Are y'all getting this? Go home and read John chapter 3. It, 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 it illustrates this whole process. When Jesus is talking to Nicodemus, he says, they're talking about salvation. Basically, and Jesus says, not of the will of man. Not of, uh, in other words, Jesus telling Nicodemus, there's nothing you can do to get saved. This, this, is all, this is all of God. Everything here is of God. Every victory we have is of God. Every ability to overcome stuff is of God. Can I get a witness? The, the fact that I'm clothed in my right mind is God. The fact that I got breath in my body is God. The fact, amen, that I can preach this word in the Bible is God. Can I get a witness? And when you start seeing God from that angle that he is everything in my life, then you're on the right plane. Can I get a witness? The minute you start saying, well, God does this and I do that, you wrong as two left shoes. Can I get a witness? That the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all that dwells therein. There's an awareness, there's an awareness, there's an awareness. But secondly, nine, verses 9 to 18, we see the things which assures us of our steadfastness. First, there's awareness of our salvation. Now there's an assurance of our steadfastness. Look at verse 9 real quick. But beloved, we are persuaded better things of you. Now watch this now. And things that accompany salvation, though we thus speak. Here it is. For God is not unrighteous. Now, now let, let, me, let, me, let me stop. Boy, when I was putting this message together, I, I had to stop and pause and say, you know what? Notice what our assurance is based on, his character. Look at verse 10. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love which you have showed towards his name in that you have ministered to the saints do minister. Now, God says my character is your assurance. We See, we've been dealing with insurance so long, we don't understand the word assurance. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and assurance means it's certainly going to happen. You don't have to hope. You don't have to pull out your policy. It's going to happen. Because it's based on his character that God is not unrighteous to forget. He's, he's, he's not a forgetting God. And then he moves from character to confidence. Uh, uh, come on now, 6-1. Look what it says, 6-11. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full, what? Assurance of hope unto the end. All of these are cousins of faith. That when my faith is operating the right way, God gives me, listen, he gives me and watch this now, an assurance on the inside. And that's what we need. We need an assurance on the inside. There's a confidence, a full assurance. And then in verse 12, there's a commitment that ye be not slothful, but followers of them that through what? Faith and patience. Now, I'm, 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 going, to, I'm going to throw this out as I did this morning. God never made a promise to anybody that he didn't make them wait for the promise to show up. 
You better differentiate promise and, and patience. Abraham had to wait 25 years. Are y'all getting this? The fact of the matter, why does God make us wait? Well, because he gives the promise so you can praise him. He makes you wait so he can prepare you. If he doesn't prepare you to receive the promise, you're going to mess the promise up. He's got to do work on the inside. And what he's doing, the longer we have to wait, the more steadfastness we have. Be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. See, people want to get the promise the minute God gives them. But now it ain't happening. There's some work to be done. He's preparing the blessing, and then he's preparing you for the blessing. Some of y'all are, are praying and waiting about getting married. Well, God is preparing you, and then God's preparing the person that's going to marry you. Can I get a witness? Your preparation is probably two weeks. The person you're going to marry is probably two years. He's probably, uh, he, he probably loading them up. He probably telling your future mate, you are, Jim, should you accept this assignment? Mission impossible. You about to go to hell and back, so let's, let's go on and prepare you. I know he's able, but you're still going to wait. Fact, fact, fact of the matter is, is that, uh, amen, there, 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 there is a commitment they're, they're his character, his confidence, the commitment, the covenantal promises. And then look at the confirmation 16 through 18. Hang in there. <laughs> For men verily swear by the greater and an oath of confirmation is to them an end of all strife when God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability, the unchangeableness of his counsel confirmed it by an oath. No, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. When did God do this? Oh boy, you get this. God put Adam to sleep and took a rib out of his side and made his wife a woman, Eve. He didn't take the bone from the feet so you can step on her. He didn't take the bone from the head so you could, he took it from the side. The whole essence of a wife to a husband is to be by his. And I don't want to go into this. She has things you don't have. You have things she doesn't have. The masculinity and the femininity, when they merge, what God typically does is give you strength in the areas in which he is weak and gives him strength in areas that you're weak. So because we keep reading our horoscope page, <laughs> we're looking for somebody compatible to us can you imagine two of you in the house? No, I'm serious. Can you imagine two of you in the same house? No. And, and the fact of the matter, they got quiet on that one. The fact of the matter is, 
You say, if we differ, then he drive me up a wall. I can no. God gives us an assurance. Lord, have mercy. Come heaven, listen, come hell or high water. I got an assurance certain things are not going to happen, then certain things are going to happen. Can I get a witness? See, 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 when you start looking at them promises, listen, Paul says, when this earthly house dissolves, we've got, he didn't say God was going to make it, we've got another building, eternal in the heavens. And we know, assurance, that all things are being worked out together for the good. Can I get a witness? Uh-huh. I know in whom I believe, and I know that he's able. Can I get a witness? See, the assurance of our steadfastness is that God is saying, these are things that I have in the midst of your conflict. Uh, come on now. You Hebraic Christians, you've been ostracized from the temple. Your own families don't want you no more. Amen. You feel lonely and in despair. You feel like giving up and turning back. You feel de depressed, emotionally drained. But God is saying, uh-uh, I got you out here for a reason. I'm giving you some assurance that everything's going to be all right. Can I get a witness? Uh, do I have a witness up in the house? I've been in airplanes and we hit an air pocket and the, and, and the, and the, and the air and, and the jet would uh, bounce, so to speak. And, and right away, the captain comes and says, fasten your seatbelts, we're going through some turbulation, but we're going to be fine. Can I get away? We're coming out of this. And Jesus is saying, we're coming out of this. You weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. It is not God's will for you to, listen, it's not God's will for you to concentrate on the present. It's God's will for you to praise him for the future. It's God's will for you to thank him for what's coming. It's God's will to praise him for what's about to happen. It's God's will for getting those things that are behind and reaching to those things that are before. When you stay in the past, can I get a witness? You are belaboring yourself to a bunch of conflict. How many of y'all drive cars? Raise your hand. Do you go up the road looking in the rearview mirror all the time? No, you only glance in the rearview mirror to see what's behind you. I'm preaching now. In the Christian life, you only glance in the rearview mirror to see where God bought you from. You cannot drive your car looking in the rearview mirror. You got to look ahead of you. I'm praising the Lord for what he's going to do. I'm thanking God for what he's about to do. I'm praising him for what he's able to do. Can I get a witness? You got to know that you know that you know you got to look ahead and thank him for the past. Thank him for the present. But you got to put your praise on the future. Can I get a witness? And I know that when I come forth, I'll be like pure gold. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Can I get a witness? I'll make your feet like Hans' feet. Can I get a witness? 
but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. He'll mount you up with wings like eagles. They'll run and not get weary. They'll walk and not faint. I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. He's talking, yeah, about an awareness. He's talking about an assurance. But he closes out on an anchor. 19 and 20. Which hope we have as a what? As an anchor of the soul. Lord have mercy. And the word anchor, a courier in the Greek. What is the purpose of an anchor? Well, let me tell you. An anchor, when a ship docks, an anchor is dropped so that the ship won't move. See, the Christian life, we sitting here and stuff keeps passing us. Winds keep blowing. Negative feelings are thrown in our face. We get down and out. We feel like quitting and turning back. But the writer says, when you drop the anchor, the ship may rot, but the ship won't move. When you drop the anchor, amen, the waves may billow, but the waves won't topsize you. Because you got an anchor underneath water. Folk never see the anchor. They see the chain in which the anchor is connected to. But when the anchor hits the bottom of the ocean, it's so heavy it goes beyond the sand. It's like the green bay tree of Psalm 37 that will bend but won't break. Can I get a witness? When Jesus becomes your anchor, you'll bend but you won't break. Can I get a witness? He says that you need an anchor of your soul. Your soul is that immaterial part of your emotional, volitional base. Can I get a witness? When my soul gets all messed up, when my emotions get all confused, when I feel like giving up and turning around, I make Jesus the anchor of my soul. Can I get a witness? That means I say, Lord Jesus, I'm dropping in you, and I know I won't be moved. Lord Jesus, I know hell or high water won't move me. Can I get a witness? But then he starts talking about the veil. Uh, can I get a witness? The veil was 65 by 35 feet long. The veil, the veil, the veil was 10 inches thick. The veil, the veil, the veil prevented folk from seeing God. But the high priest could go behind the veil. But when Jesus died on the cross... The veil was torn from the top down. And then God said, come boldly to the throne of grace. Can I get a witness? Because Jesus is the forerunner. Jesus is a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Now, I don't have time, but Melchizedek was not Christ. Hebrews 7 says he was like as a type. He had no beginning of days and no ending of days. He had no mother or father. He was the, he was the king of righteousness and the king of peace. Uh, can I get a witness? 
and, and Jesus is like unto the Melchizedekian covenant. Well, wait a minute. I thought you said only Levi could touch the holy things. Well, Jesus is from a different order. He's from the tribe of Judah. He's from the tribe of praise. Can I get a witness? Well, why didn't he come through Levi? I'm glad you asked because Levi was cursed. Amen. Because sinful men uh, composed Levi. But Jesus had no sin. Jesus came out of, amen, of the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit breathed on Mary. The Holy Spirit, amen, uh, through the miraculous birth, bore a child and never let Mary or Joseph's blood touch him. The Holy Ghost was in the womb covering Jesus so Jesus wouldn't come in contact with human, uh, yeah, sinful, uh, 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 yeah, uh, contaminants. Can I get a witness? He says, but this man called Jesus... He's worthy to be praised. He's an anchor for our soul. If your ship is going down, you got to call on the anchor. Can I get a witness? If you're about to move out of place, you got to have an anchor. If you find that you're going through something this morning, you got to have an anchor. He is my anchor. Can I get a witness? And when I walk away with these three things, that I got an awareness Amen, that Christ is with me, that I have an assurance that God's going to bring it all to pass, and I got an anchor for my soul. Can I get a witness? Uh, child of God, if wife leaves, I still got Jesus. If husband leaves, I still got Jesus. If children mess up, I still got Jesus. If the church closes its doors, I still have Jesus. Can I get a witness? If I deny him, he will not deny himself. Can I get a witness? He's my savior. He's my king. He's my, he's my victory. He's my overcomer. Can I get a witness? And the psalmist said that he will hide us in the secret place of the most high. Can I get a witness? He's worthy to be praised. Don't have a despise uh, uh, attitude towards the word. Don't have doubt towards the word. Can I get a witness? Uh, don't be dull in your hearing towards the word. Know that God cannot lie. I got an awareness that everything's going to be all right. I got an assurance that he's walking with me. I got an anchor of my soul. Can I get a witness? So Satan, take your best shot because I'm not coming down. Weeping uh, may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. Say yeah, say yeah. He's worthy, and he worthy. He's worthy, and he worthy, worthy, worthy to be praised. He's worthy. Pastor Gordon. Why do you just keep on going like that bunny rabbit? You take a licking and keep on ticking. You know why? Because I got an awareness of whom I'm working for. Can I get a witness? And I have an assurance that he's got my back. He's got my front. 
He's got my sides. And I got an anchor. When I want to give up, I can't give up. When I want to shut down, I can't shut down. He's an anchor. Say anchor. Anchor to my soul. Stand on your feet. What an anchor. What an anchor. Every time I start to move, my anchor holds me in place. Every time I'm about to give up, my anchor prevents me from moving. As every head is bowed, I was close if you're here this morning and you need to be saved. Jesus is the Son of God and God the Son. He died for your sins, was buried, and rose again. He wants to save you this morning. Is there one? Just raise your hand. You want to give your life to Jesus Christ. Is there one? You may not see tomorrow. This may be your last opportunity. Raise your hand. Or perhaps you are saved, want to join our church in Christian experience. Is there one? You want to join the church? Any visitors want to join? We had two join for, two get saved for Thanksgiving. Is there one? Let's look to the Lord. Father, we thank you for this message of mature faith. A faith that gives us an awareness that you have built into our salvation confidences. A faith that assures us in the midst of conflict that we're coming out. And God, a faith that is an anchor to our soul in time of struggle. Thank you for not allowing us to be moved. Thank you for being steadfast in our lives. Thank you for building us up. Now God, have your way. As we walk out the door, we just totally give ourselves over to you in the matchless, miraculous, exalted name of Jesus our Lord. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, can't move, won't move, don't want to move. God bless you. Amen.